This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 116. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I'm so excited. It's Fascinating Friday, and I have such an awesome guest on the show today. Her name is Carly Thornock, and she is the author of Intentional House by Month. And I'm so excited to have her on the show because we are going to talk everything about how we can have a happy home. And I am so excited to introduce you to her. Carly, how are you doing? How are you doing, girl? Oh, my goodness. Andrea, hi. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm a house coach. I own the company Intentional House and I help families take their adventurous selves, the spirits that they have full of wonder and creativity and infuse it into their boring houses. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Yeah, because houses can feel really boring actually, right? And I know for me, sometimes I just move things around and then my room feels so exciting. Um, So that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show as well. So you did, you wrote a book about this and can you tell us a little bit about your book? Oh, I would love to. So Intentional House by Month is designed for the busy parent who doesn't have a lot of time to just leisurely read by the pool, but maybe at night is looking for a refresh, just something to lift them up, some new thought to have as they're parenting their children in their homes, especially during quarantine, right? Where we're all at home, we're all with our kids way more than usual. We need some uh, ideas of how to incorporate the seasons and incorporate some love back into our homes. So it's, it's organized by month and for every month, you have 10 little things that you can do to connect with your people using your house. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, so let's let's think about that. Like if you what what are the benefits of being like loving your home? Like having happiness in your home. What are the benefits of that? Oh, so Winston Churchill I think said it best and he said, "We shape our buildings and then they shape us." So if we come to our houses with this spirit of adventure and love and happiness, then we sh- then we create an environment of happiness which then if we're ever having a bad day, can reinforce happiness right back to us. So it's this beautiful cycle of we create our homes, they create us. So we want to be intentional. We want to interrupt the cycle wherever we can and be intentional, make good decisions about how we're interacting with our houses so that we can make the spiral go upward quicker in our own lives and become better people because that's the ultimate goal, right? Loving our people and becoming. Oh my gosh, you said so many amazing things right there. So yeah, I love the idea of the upward spiral and in positive psychology, right? And we are a product of our environment. So it's like, so what we surround ourselves affects how we are, right? And how we feel and our subjective well-being. And I think there's even that that study about, they did a study where people were in rooms that were very tranquil and kind of hotel-like and like spa-like, and they measured their cortisol levels, like their stress levels. And then they're like, they measured them in rooms that were a little bit more chaotic and a little bit busier and maybe like, you know, not as organized and the stress levels increased. So this is so important, obviously, right? It's so important. And it's fun to understand because 
while sometimes you want to be calm and tranquil, sometimes you need your fire going. Like sometimes you need your kids to be excited about learning. And sometimes you just want to get after the day. So when you have control of those levers of whether you're going to do spa Zen or whether you're going to be exciting, like get you, get you up and awake, then you have all control. Like you could do whatever you want. It just depends on what you're going for. Okay. So first of all, oh my God, Carly, you make it sound so exciting. Like (laughs) it actually makes me want to go room by room and like think, okay, like what can I do? So I'm sure the listeners like want to know, like, what are some suggestions or like, what would the first step be for that you would recommend to the listeners? Oh, first step to becoming intentional at home is taking back your ownership of what your house is. I think as adults, we think like our house should be like this and we see what's on TV and we see what's on Pinterest and Instagram and all that. And we think that's what good adults do with their houses. You have a throw pillow at the end, the throw blanket at the end of your bed. You have matching curtains that are like tied in a thing. And we just need to like step out of that and recognize we're our own person with our own goals, values, uh, belief systems and families. And we need to make our houses work for us. Nobody else for us. Take um. back the power. Take back the power. Oh my gosh. And I I have to say, I love your reference to Pinterest because there's so many wonderful, fantastic ideas, but it's almost like, oh my gosh, my house doesn't look like that. You know, like, so the whole idea of social comparison and like, you know, so looking at Pinterest more for maybe inspiration, but um, I love that you bring up that idea of like, what works for us? Like, how do we want our house to be? Like, it's so funny because I have this front room that's a dining room, quote unquote it's supposed to be a dining room and so I had a dining table in there and everything right and the reality is is that I needed another space having my daughter being homeschooled and like you know I get tired of being in one room I want to be in a different room working from home and so we turned that front room actually into a Starbucks room which is we call it the Starbucks room because we wanted it to be like feeling like we're in Starbucks I love it and so like we call it the Starbucks room we just like made it more like Starbucks and so that suddenly make transform that room that now we use it and yes maybe I have some books on the table and things like that's a little messier but honestly that room just now we use the room whereas before it just was like a dining room that sat empty so that's oh I love that ah so it kind of created more of an intentional room I guess right Okay. So that is so cool. So making your house work for you. So your first step is to, um, your first step was basically recognizing the rooms and that you can make them work for you and put your own, what is it that you're needing almost? Exactly. And ask yourself the questions of like, does this make me happy? Is this helping me live a better, happier life? Or do I feel like I'm bossed around by my house all the time? Because really I think even with chores, even with the chores that we would say are like mundane or that we hate doing over and over like dishes and laundry, we have a very vested interest in doing those. Like I want to do my dishes, but often that want that like inner longing that is totally there is clouded by shoulds. And I feel like, Oh, I should, if only I were a better person slash wife slash mother slash homemaker slash neighbor, then I would have my dishes done and I'd have my stuff together. But (laughs) I want to do my dishes. I want to eat on clean plates. So when I like center up, align with what I actually want, I find chores are so much easier. I can design my house so much easier and better. And I can invite people in with so much more love than I could before. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. So how do we do that? I love the way you put it center up. Like how, how do I, how do the listeners, how do we center up? What's your suggestions here? So for every room, 
I have what I call five undesigned secrets. So these aren't what your designer is going to tell you. It's like the inside (laughs) scoop of how to actually like your house because designers are going to say, well, choose your color palette and then put it together with like patterns and da, 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 da. But that's not going to affect how you like your room. So these are five secrets that are going to take your inner soul and put it into your room so that it can speak back to you and reaffirm who you want to become. Okay. Are you ready? Oh my gosh. I'm so ready. (laughs) Secret number one, you need something with a story in your room. So this is something maybe that you got passed down from your grandma, or maybe this is the thing you found on that one trip that was the perfect deal at the perfect time. And you met the artisan. Maybe this is something that your girlfriend gave you right when you were having a hard time. And it reminds you of how much you're loved. Something with a story needs to be in every room. And when you do this, it speaks to you, speaks to your children, but it also speaks to your guests. And this is the part that I love the most. They ask questions about the random thing, right? They're like, why, why do you have that like unicorn hat (laughs) nailed to your wall or whatever, right? For me, it's often like photos or pictures or something that I've written by hand and framed. And they'll ask me about it. And then it's no longer like, oh, Target aisle 12 on clearance. It's like, oh, you got to hear this story. Once I was in Thailand and I met this guy, you know, it kind of goes into into the story. And it could be not even something from like world travels. It could just be something like, my grandfather used to tell me the story about a farmer and a cow. And he always told it to me. And I didn't understand why until I was 16. And now I feel like I need this reminder on my wall of the cow and the farmer and the lessons that it teaches me. Right. So it could just be any story. Amazing. So having a story in every room. Oh my gosh, I'm literally going to go into every room and see if I have something with a story. But what's coming to mind is I have these beautiful, I got these silver, they're kind of like sailboats. And my mom used to always say to me, it's like, you can't control the direction of the wind because let's face it, we've all been through struggle and, but we can control our like our sails, right? Or we can, we can't control the direction of the wind, but we can adjust our sails is her expression. And so these sailboats, that were on sale, like, you know, when I bought them and I'm like, because they reminded me of that. And I have them actually right now in my dining room. So it's interesting. So it's a story to me, but at the same time, that's, that's such a great, it adds so much love to a room. I love that. That is your, one of your first suggestions. Undesigned. And so deep too. <laughs> somebody could have sale. It could look exactly the same. Like maybe somebody has that same picture in their house. Like you never know, but to you, Oh, it's completely different because it's your mom. It's this ideal you have. It's part of your family culture. It's beautiful. Okay. What's the next one? Okay. Second one is something from nature. So the research about how we interact with nature, especially in our homes is phenomenal. So if we can bring a plant into our room, it's great for our health. It's great for our psychology. It's great for connection. It's great on so many levels, even physically, it improves our air and our breathing, all these things. Uh, and the research is super fascinating because it could be a real plant. It could be a fake plant. It could be a picture of a plant. It could be something that reminds you of nature, but is only symbolic of nature. And lately this year, they came out with some research saying that if you're even going to watch a nature documentary, you can experience some of the benefits of being in nature. So however you need to get some nature into every single room. 
Amazing. And it's so true. And it reminds me of like in positive psychology, they've done a lot of research too, like on even having like green rooms or like having, you know, like at the office have, they have one room that's like devoted to nature, sound effects of nature and, you know, things like that. And how going out actually for walks in nature has a huge and like a wonderful benefit on us on so many levels for our well-being. And they even call it, the, there's an expression called the green gym. Like it's more effective to go run out in nature than it is to run in a gym. <laughs> so I love it's that. Genius. It's so funny because as you're sitting here, I'm looking at you and I can see over your shoulder, like this green plant coming up out of your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So that's the next one. So, okay. So a story in a room, something from nature and okay. That's amazing. Such good suggestions. All right. So then the third one is something you love, love, love. And I say love, 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 because it has to be a 10 out of 10. It has to be not be something that you're like, yeah, it's fine. It could go here. It's like, I love this. I don't even know why. It doesn't match my decor. I don't even have to ask my husband. I just love this and it speaks to my soul. That's the kind of thing you need in your room. Just one little thing. It could be even just like a little swatch of fabric that you frame and put on the wall. Something that speaks to you, especially when you're trying to be creative or maybe you have a down day that when you walk into the room, you're like, oh, I just love that. I just love that. I don't know why. I just love it. <laughs> okay, I am so in love with you right now because you're giving me permission <laughs> for to, to to have my weird because I love little weird things that actually make me smile and feel so good and I, and I have them in every room. My house doesn't look like a designer home. Like you know, sometimes I go into other people's homes and I'm like going, oh my god, this is so nicely decorated and it feels so good and looks so good. But you know what? Then they come in my house. I got these random weird things, you know, like around the house, and it's like it it, it makes me happy. So I 100% agree with that wonderful tip of something you love, love, love in every, I didn't think about doing it in every, though now that I think about it, I think I have something that I love, love, love in every room. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I feel like these are the things that become heirlooms or the things that you love for no reason that all of a sudden, like my, my great grandmother loved the color turquoise and she had turquoise, everything, plates and shoes and all the stuff. But now every time I see anything turquoise, it reminds me of her. And so while that's a story, it's also just something she loved. And so as her progenitors, I guess, we all think of her because she loved something so deeply. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, good. What's next? Okay, number four, something inspirational. So this is with an eye toward the future or a vision or a goal that you're working on. This would be something you'd put in your room. Could be an object, could be something you put on the wall, could be something that you touch taste, see, or smell, but that encourages you toward your becoming self, toward your best self that you are aiming to cultivate. Mm. So kind of like this thing right here on the wall, right beside me, it says, look at the stars, look how they shine for you. <laughs> and I write it on this little chalkboard. <laughs> yes. Like that. Okay. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yes, totally. This could be vision boards. If you're a vision boarding kind of person, or this could just be like, for me, I have three little boys. They're seven and under, and they are very active, and I love them so much, but sometimes it's a little chaotic. So I have a picture of a mom, and she's hugging her little boy, and all you see is the little boy's face, and he just has his eyes closed, like nuzzled against her. Aww. And to me, that reminds me, like, I want to show up like her, even when things are crazy, and even when I'm in my room for a hideout, because everyone needs a little hideout, right? Sometimes you don't want to go in the bathroom <laughs> for your hideout. You got to be in your room. So it just reminds me like, this is who I'm aspiring to be. It's like the little pep talk that I needed. 
Mm, so it could be, you know, taking those dry erase markers and writing on your mirror in the washroom or like, you know, little quotes on the wall or just even an image that resonates with you that brings that little pick you up or that inspiration. Oh my gosh. I Precisely. Love it. Yay. And these are fun to rotate too, because we will get numb to the things that surround us if they're there too long. Yeah. So we often are inter- we're interacting with things that inspire us, but this gives us a reason to capture them. So if you see a quote you love, write it up, put it somewhere where you see it for the month and then change it out. Such a good suggestion, right? Because we have that adaptation, right? So we, it's almost like you become blind to it. Okay, so I do want to bring that up though. Like, so how often do you, you suggest every month kind of switching things around in your home or what do you recommend with that? I actually recommend that you change something daily. Our houses are living and breathing and it doesn't have to be like, I'm buying new pillows or we're renovating the room, but just like, oh, maybe this clock would look fun here. Or maybe I could try less things on my tray, or maybe my toothbrush could go on the other side of the holder. I just want people to get used to the living and the adjustable nature of houses. Not, it's not like a one and done thing. You don't just design your house once and you're done, but you are always changing. Your family is always changing. Your needs are evaluating or evolving and you need to be evaluating them every so often. And so if we can get in the habit of just changing something, then it's not as big of a deal. It's not so scary. We're not so nervous about messing it up. If we do it wrong, we change it back tomorrow. And that's the thing we change for tomorrow. Oh my God. That is so exciting. This adjustable nature. Okay. This is, that's exciting. I'm so glad I asked. Okay. So number five, what would the next number five? Okay. Yay. This is potentially my favorite one. Something imperfect. So our world is imperfect. We are imperfect. And Sometimes we look at social media and we think that houses are meant to be perfect and that no people should live in them because that's how houses look on social media. You know, there's nobody ever in them <laughs> and there's no evidence of people usually. <laughs> so, uh, we, we live in our houses and things get broken and dented and scuffed and worn out as they should. That is the purpose of our things is to be used. So if you can in- inc- incorporate something perfect into your room, it will remind you that right off the bat, we're not, we're not here to be perfect. We're here to live. And I also love that when things become imperfect as they do, it's an intentional moment for you to like lean into. You don't have to get mad. You don't have to be like, stop doing that kids. Or I'm so stupid. Why did I spill the thing on the thing? It's no longer a shame trigger. It's like, well, this just became something imperfect. Here it is. And you can go on living your life. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. As we know, perfectionism, you know, it can really, really paralyze us. And just the, and I love that feel. It really takes the weight off your shoulders, right? Like your house doesn't have to be perfect. And you know how we all do that speed clean before someone shows up at our house. <laughs> it's like like embracing uh, that imperfection, embracing it is, is such a beautiful thing. Okay, so the intentional home. Oh my gosh, I love this. I love it. Okay, so let's go through them again. So number one is one thing in your room that has a story, at least one thing in every single room that has a story. Um, and then also that like that speaks to you, right? And then something from nature is, was your other suggestion. And so that can be, you know, your plants or adding a plant or like even an element of nature, or could it be nature sounds too, like putting the music on that's nature. Sound? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yay. Yep. And then also- and they even have perfume now that I found that you can combine different scents and you can get sense of nature, like rainfall perfume and dirt oh, perfume that's <laughs> incredible. <can> smell. <laughs> yeah or even like essential oils right they've got cedar wood you could feel like you're in a cedar forest which is 
so grounding and amazing. amazing. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. That's amazing. And then, so three is uh, putting things that you love, 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 like 10 out of 10 that you love in every single room. And number four was something, what was number four? Practical, something practical. Something inspirational. Oh, inspirational, not practical. <laughs> we don't want practical. Inspiration. <laughs> we need practical, but this is yeah. an inspirational moment. <laughs> amazing. Yes. And then something imperfect. These are the five. That's amazing. Like those are wonderful suggestions. So, but what's coming up for me is also this idea, and you always hear about these declutter you know, people suggesting to declutter and like get rid of things and like minimalist and, you know, simplify to amplify type thing. So what, what's your take on that when it comes to the intentional home? I really like what Greg McEwen says in his book called essentialism. And he talks about, it's not the, that we need less stuff. It's that we need more intentional stuff. We need to really hone in on what we want. And he says less, but better. And so while I do agree with this minimal concept of like declutter, get rid of the junk you're not using, it takes, it takes emotional and uh, mental energy to process all the things that we have. So we need to be super selective about what, about what makes the cut. But also when we find ourselves in situations that are cluttered or we find ourselves overscheduled or feeling that like crowded feeling, it's an opportunity for us. We can take that as feedback and lean into that opportunity to make changes either mentally and uh, with our perspective, or we can change our environment. But when we declutter from a place of shame, that's no good. It doesn't last. It doesn't help us. We need to declutter from this place of love and want. Oh, I love that. An opportunity. And that is so beautiful. And like seeing, seeing that overwhelm and that clutter as feedback. And I love the way you put it. Cause of course, like with Carol Dweck's work on the growth mindset, it's like looking at it from, Oh, this is an opportunity to grow. Like I feel, I feel chaos in this environment. Like how, how can I shift my environment to make myself feel better and just using it as feedback instead of the energy of shame. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And it's, it's more compassionate, right? It's like offering yourself kindness around the whole idea that, okay, like the, I'm not feeling great in my environment right now. So here are some things that I, that'll empower me that I can do, um, that'll really make me feel better in my environment. And, and, and like you said, that spiral up, right up towards the Exactly. Exactly. Yay. Yeah. All right. So you have been so inspirational and it's so funny because the reason we connected is I'm the book doula and you're like the home doula, the house doula <laughs> and you help people. So I would love, like, I know people are going to want to get a hold of you and they want to purchase your book. So how can people get a hold of you? They can find me at intentionalhouse.com and you can sign up for my free guide to invite wonder into your house. This started as like a three page, like little ditty, a few notes that I had, and it turned into like 20 page guide. So it's pretty awesome. You can sign up and get that at my website and my book is on Amazon. Yay. All right. And so if there's one last thing that you want to leave the listener with, what would that be? Mm, that you are the choice maker. You're the choice maker of your home and you're the steward and that your home works for you, not the other way around. 
Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, Carly. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're so inspirational. And I'm sure everyone's going to want to grab that book. I am going to do a book giveaway. I'm going to give away three copies of Carly's book. So all you need to do is take a screenshot of today's episode and share it on your social media. And of course, tag me in it so that I know you've done that. And that'll enter you into a draw to win one of those copies of her books. Um, but other than that, definitely go on to Amazon and grab a copy of her book too. And uh, head over to her website for more information on the intentional house. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful week. And thank you, Carly. Thank you. If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or, you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. (laughs) So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.